Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. I'm Mike Margulies today in Chiang Mai, Thailand, joined by my buddy Daniel Stiles. What's up, Daniel? Hey, how you going? And a uh, quick word from our sponsor. Um, we are brought to you by uh, Audible. And so, if, as you may know, if you go to audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast, uh, you can get yourself, just for being a listener of this show, uh, get yourself a free audiobook. Uh, so some books that listeners of this show might be interested in. Um, I've mentioned before The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Uh, another good one is Never Eat Alone. Um, that's one of the first books I read, actually, since um, coming backpacking. Uh, it's about networking. Um, another good read. These books and many more available in audio, Audible. Uh, so definitely uh, check it out, free audiobook, and you'll go ahead and, and it'll support the show just by getting something free for yourself. So uh, yeah, please do check it out, audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. Um, but now bring things back to Chiang Mai. Daniel, uh, we're sitting right now actually in your uh, cafe bar focus. Yep, yep. Um, so you, you own this place, run it, uh, which is awesome, kind of running a business abroad. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I'd definitely be interested to hear more about like yeah, how you got this place going and the story behind it, you know? Well, um, I've been living here for, for quite a long time already and always, you know, my background is, is in hospitality. Uh, so it's something I'm familiar with. A friend of mine who'd had a, a, quite a few bars, restaurants, coffee shops here before uh, approached me one day and said, would I like to start a start a coffee shop a bar with him and I said wow that's a great idea fantastic I'd love to do it and he said great quit teaching we'll start a shop <laughs> and I was like whoa I, I can't do that you know like I, I need bread and butter you know I need to eat every day we you know I can't afford to do right. that so he said okay okay plan b he asked two more friends you know we all get got together one Friday night had a couple of drinks together everybody said yes great idea let's do it and you know for me i'm pretty like slow moving that's right. why i like chiang mai it's like slow pace yeah, i take some very sabai yeah, <laughs> yeah i get an idea and then you know six months later i do it uh unfortunately he's not like that right and then two weeks later he's like i've got us a shop give me money let's do it and I was, <laughs> <laughs> stop stop what's going on is where are the brakes <laughs> yeah, yeah and and i mean that's what it's been like ever since like where are the brakes? Let's like, what's going on? I'm like uh, racing all the time right. to, to keep up with it, to keep it moving. And uh, in that sense, it's been good for me because I've been this chilled out, survive, survive person. Yeah. You know, this what, four hour work day. Four hour, yeah. yeah. Did you read Tim Ferriss also? No, but I just, uh, I heard it then. And I'm like, I gotta read that. Well, you can book. check it out in Audible. <laughs> I will. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, character changing and character building and mm. it's been a yeah, good experience yeah so you were already I guess like living in Chiang Mai at yeah, the time yeah, yeah. Uh, teaching English yep and then like, yeah so this kind of came to you I guess it sounds yes yeah, yeah, yeah. this it, I wouldn't even say came to me I would probably say I was hit over the head with it really. <laughs> I was attacked by a coffee shop <laughs> but you've got a sweet thing going here I mean the environment's it's nice uh, it's pretty sabai place um, is the one of the I mean if anybody of your listeners happens to know it it's absolutely beautiful with the tree out the front and nice like veranda or a garden yeah. um, beautiful just to sit here in the evening late afternoon drink coffee relax eat cake drink beer 
it's a uh, it's a tough life. <laughs> really? Someone's got to do it though. Really, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I'm sure uh, a lot of the listeners either probably are in Chiang Mai or are going to be coming here. I talk about Chiang Mai so much on this show that I'm sure plenty of people have been uh, brainwashed enough to come out <laughs> in the right. city. So, I, folks that do make their way out here, I would I would definitely recommend coming out. Um, kind of in the northwest um, northwest of what they call the old city in Chiang Mai, and it's a good spot. Um, Straight on the way to Doi Tap, I think anybody that comes here will go to yeah. Doi Tap. On your way to Doisetep, look out on the left. Yeah, I, I know what I you know I really like uh, what you're doing is the um, the language exchange event you've got going on. Yes. So yeah. this is, and you I came out to the one um, just this past Saturday actually, and it was like it's a really cool really cool event because people from all different backgrounds are coming and they all want to learn. It, you know, so it's some Thai people that want to learn English, some English native English speakers or otherwise that want to learn Thai or, or any other combination of things. I saw I met a Chinese girl wants to learn English, you know, and everyone's just talking to each other and, you know, practicing basically. It's the, it's the perfect like melting pot of different languages, different cultures, different ideas, people coming from different backgrounds with different like goals of what they want to do yeah like, yeah i i really like what you it's a great event and for me i've talked about before you know it's something I've, i'm trying to make more of an effort to do is you know make more local friends and I, I have found it more challenging here than other places but this is a good way i found i can reach out i can just show up here to focus on a Thailand. wednesday or saturday you know and thailand's very different culture about friendship than what we're used to yeah I, it, yeah there's things that we don't understand there's things that's hard to get but the thai people that come Mm. I generally come with a, a slightly more open mind right. about meeting people and talking to people and learning about other cultures. Yes. So these people, it, it's already, they've already opened a door yes. that uh, a lot of people wouldn't. Yeah, we have, it's already kind of been filtered down to the people that, hey, these are people really interested in uh, meeting, say, the Farang. The Absolutely, yeah. Um, which is nice. It's, it, ends up being a really nice thing <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah I've made actually a lot of really good friends and I continue to make more and more friends every every yeah. week that new people come and yeah yeah and it, it's it's really a nice thing you put on I guess you you posted on couch surfing and there's a Facebook I, we can I want to be able to show people how to get there so there's a Facebook there, there's a Facebook page uh, language exchange Chiang Mai mm. uh, there, there's a actually there's a group there is a page but uh, I don't do so much with it. Most of it happens on the group. Right. Um, and yeah, so if you look on Facebook, Language like Exchange an, Chiang Mai, you'll find I'll it. I'll link up to it. When I post each episode, I have like a, a little write-up. So I'll post a link to awesome. people to find it who are coming through the Chiang Mai. I have similar interests. Want to, right. Maybe want to practice Thai. Um, can you come out here? Yeah, um, it's, there's, a, there's a load of Thai people. There's a load of... Uh, expats that come here or teachers that come here as well a lot of them yeah. speak Thai really well um, Chinese is really common uh, German Japanese there's an older Japanese guy comes the other week he had like uh, 10 or 12 Thai students Thai people that were Japanese students Oh, learning and Japanese. He, yeah, he just uh, had them all around the table. They were laughing in Japanese. I was like, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> he, he could have just been counting to 10, but everyone was in hysteria. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great thing going. And, uh, you know, you've, you've now been out here. You're like a seasoned vet of this. Nearly five years. Five years in China. Nearly Mai. five years. I yeah. can, you know what? I could see myself staying for five years, too. It's, yeah. <laughs> but I've already the first spent five years here. is easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you know I I came to Chiang Mai for the first time in January 
but I've been back and forth coming back, and it's like I think I've spent already like three months in this city. It's once you, I think once you come to Chiang Mai, everything changes about Thailand, about Southeast Asia, about、mm. how you feel about the place, what you think, and yeah, yeah. What what brought you here originally? I came to Thailand、uh, for a holiday. I kind of like a I was. Getting to, the, I'd never traveled overseas.、Mm. Were you still like working a like a job back home at the time? I I was running a restaurant.、Mm. I was at university in the UK.、Uh, in Australia. In Australia.、Okay. Yeah.、Uh, running a restaurant at university, and I'd play a lot of music as well. Yeah. And I was just getting got some nice ambient sounds、yeah. of uh making the coffee now. We're yeah. At, we're actually on the scene right now of focus. <laughs> the, the advantage is we can smell the beautiful aroma. It is a nice aroma. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs>、um, yeah. So I was just getting to a point in my life where I really wanted to travel, and I hadn't traveled. Yeah. And I was getting older. I'd like, okay, I just got to do it. And so I、uh, took a break from university. I quit my job and I packed up my stuff, everything, and. Basically, got on a plane a month later and was in Thailand.、Uh, was this like an open-ended trip? I、uh, know it, it was a three-month trip. Okay. I was going to go Thailand, Cambodia, Laos. Right. Go the, back the to the backpacker trail. Yeah. As which I did as well. <laughs> and, and wanted to do it exactly because it was my first time overseas, and everyone was like, Thailand's probably one of the best countries you can go to in terms of like ease、mm. to to ease yourself into yeah definitely being a backpacker、It's、and traveling.、Like The first stop usually, yeah, <laughs> yeah first and, and also the last, yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> the first one and then the place you circle back to, yeah, basically. Yeah.、Uh, when when I got here, I absolutely hated it. I just I didn't like Thailand in any way whatsoever. My dreams of what Thailand was、mm. were so far from the reality that、yeah. I I you know I was in Phuket and down south and I hated it and I was in Bangkok and I hated it. And I was at the point where I was like, I'm just going to go back home. I'm not wasting my money. Ah,、uh, so you were just completely turned off,、yep. like when you get it when you got here. Yep. Wow. Yep, the first two or three weeks, and may- maybe that's like traveler's shock or adjustment、yeah. or, or anything. Well, it could be just being in Bangkok and Phuket. Exactly, and, and I still don't like those places now. Yeah, Bangkok's not definitely not my favorite place either. <laughs> no. Um, and then I remembered that some friends had said, go to Chiang Mai. Whatever you do before you do anything, like before you, you know, make sure you see Chiang Mai.、Uh. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to Chiang Mai. If I don't like Chiang Mai, I'm gonna go home. And I got up here, first day in Chiang Mai, just like felt like I'd come home. And I, I never have felt like that anywhere in Australia, anywhere、wow. traveling around Australia, any places I've ever lived in Australia. I've never been able to like just breathe and like be home. And、yeah. it was really bizarre for me, and and I stayed here for like three weeks and travelled around north, rented a motorbike, did some loops, went to all the all the other cities around here, and then already in my head, I'd already decided I was going to do a TEFL course, teach English、mm. here for a year.、Um, so this I, just I, happened like this. You were commit dead set on leaving, done with the trip, but then coming here, you just switched up. Up, no,、nope, I'm going to stay and teach English. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. I, I, maybe something's wrong with my no, thought man. process, but I, no,、yeah. but I don't think so at all. I think that's a pretty like yeah, typical thing, maybe out here. Yeah, I just I couldn't see what what was I going to go home for when I could be here, and it seemed like I, I、yeah. wanted to be here so much. And I travelled around for another two and a half months, and then my TEFL course started. I did the TEFL course, 
uh, got a job and yeah, yeah, five years later I'm still. So here. you never went back? Did you go back after the three months? I have no, I didn't. You I've just only, stayed. Yeah, five years. I've been back one time wow. for three weeks. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, I um, I I've, I can relate. Um, it's funny. I feel like this podcast is in many ways becoming the Chiang Mai promo podcast, <laughs> walking the Chiang Mai podcast. I, I feel like always talk speaking its praises, but it's, brought, brought to you by the Tourism Authority of Thailand. Yeah, we really should get really ought to get sponsored by this city. <laughs> um, but I think this happens. It's a common thing that happens to a lot of people. You know, it came. It's very. It's got the perfect balance of it's got the comforts yep. at home, but yep. you still got decent uh, cost of living yeah, so yeah. really and a good place to you know be an entrepreneur as you can uh, I think speak to yeah yeah it's yeah. not only that that it's like you've got all the comforts of a first world city right at the exactly. cost of a of a you know at a fraction of the cost yeah but Chiang Mai has this benefit that you can just drive your motorbike for five minutes and you're you're in the yeah it's the tiny wilderness. you know it's yeah yeah also nature's yeah. close by yeah and yep. it's yeah and some of it's stunning some of it's absolutely beautiful and uh, it's a it's a special special spot uh, I, I I think I, I talked enough about Chiang Mai on this show uh, did you ever end up actually making it out to um, to Laos and Cambodia or you uh, just got yes you I did. did okay yeah, yeah Laos I quite liked it's, yeah. it's very quiet and um, yeah much more chilled out uh, Bia Lao is fantastic you can plug Bia Lao I recommend that mm. um, and I mostly I spent most of my time at the four thousand islands. Ah, yeah, yeah. Just, I went to Dandet. I think yeah. 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 So Britain. for those listening, this is like an area just at the border, actually, of Laos and Cambodia. It's kind of like islands. Is it like a river? I guess it's, it's part part of the Mekong. It's river, part of the Mekong. And it, yeah. It like spreads out so much that all the sediment in the water settles. Yeah. And it's much. Cl- it's not this dirty brown. It's almost almost clear. Mm. You know, it's quite yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Dundet, uh, it was a cool spot. Yeah. I remember like riding a bicycle, kind of like riding around. Yeah, the okay, yeah. I, yeah. I did that, and there's like, if you go the wrong way, you're on this bumpy road for half yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely awful. But. Yeah, it's, yeah it was, it's, a cool, it's a cool little place. I didn't stay, you know what, I, I kind of feel like I needed to stay long. I only was in Laos for like a week and a half, actually. Yeah. Um, for, I don't know, maybe, well, I guess the guy I was traveling with at the time, um, he kind of, travels faster than I tend to be a really slow traveler you know um, I, I get in a spot and if I like it I'll just stay there That's for serious. weeks on end um, uh, my buddy though he's kind of on a mission actually to see like every country in the world um, we used to be colleagues actually so we met up um, it's actually we I did a podcast episode with him earlier uh, it's Ben Berardini's I want to say it was episode 20 or something but um, we what, used to be what colleagues. episode is this sorry this is going to be episode 40 wow yeah wow <laughs> Yeah, so this yeah, busy. <laughs> been busy. Yeah, been been keeping keeping busy on yeah. this this year on the road. <laughs> um, but yeah, I met up with this. Ben was an old colleague of mine um, uh, back in the day. I used to work. Uh, we both were engineers together uh, when we were corporate men. But he was like traveling through China while I was in, here in Chiang Mai actually. And we kind of when my visa expired, his did as well. So we met in the middle in Lao. Um, it was cool catching up with someone like you know from the same background. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we can relate, and it's like, yeah, we we both had a very similar story. We were there. We kind of did, rejected that form lifestyle we used to live and came out. Um, but yeah, folks who want to hear more from him on that, uh, yeah, you can check out that episode. But yeah, he's got he's on. Um, we kind of compromised in that. You know, he's moving faster, so and that was fine for me. Um, I didn't. Wow, didn't click for me as much as some other places did. Yes, but there's yeah, that I part can... of me that thinks, well, maybe if I gave it some more time, maybe I'll be back, you know, I to think do a border run or something. I think it's too 
quiet. It's mm. too still. It's too, like, uh, yeah, it doesn't have, like, any sense of movement. Uh. I, I really got this, like, you know, like, it's what I like about Chiang Mai is laid back. Right. But this is perhaps Lao is like a, a whole country like that or just a little bit too much like that. Right. Yeah, I... Yeah, I may, I'm sure maybe I may at some point make my way back there, you know, because I think it's common for people in Chiang Mai that need a visa to go to Vientian, Lao, and get yeah. it you know, figured out. But, you know, the thing that struck me actually about Lao is at the time I had this feeling that there was a very big um, distance between the foreigners and the locals. Yes. Like, I would say even... Um, we got some nice baking going on now too, <laughs> um, but uh, you know I would say even more so than uh, than here in Thailand, um, and that kind of like you know is, I, I like places where it's people are kind of doing things together, like the event you throw here. It's like it's nice, like integrated and balanced. Although then again, I think maybe part of that was on me. You know, I could have made an effort to reach out some more. So I you know I wonder if I go back again, I'll personally reach out more. Yeah, yeah. May, may learn a little bit of the language first. Yeah, or make an effort. That's a, like a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. And you're um, like fluent in Thai. Not, not really. But um, you seem it when I watch you. When yeah. I see you talking. <laughs> I, I think if you don't speak any Thai, I look quite fluent, mm. maybe. But um, <laughs> I'm always, I always not understanding things, and I'm always trying to learn more. But I'm, right. I'm oh, a well, terrible cool. student. <laughs> like lazy as hawk as anything. Give me homework, I won't do it. Um, I just I need to do it right I need to I can't like sit in a classroom so I've never only studied Thai a little bit to learn to read and write uh, and that was uh, maybe so you can actually read ago. it yep it's so difficult for me to like to I look at when I see Thai uh, written out there's like not even spaces between the words yeah. it look it's uh, incredibly I, annoying I, I just like it just baffles my mind to even try to I'm sure I guess if you once you know it it makes more sense uh, I I have never actually asked anybody about why, like what is the real reasoning. But one thing I see is in Thai, a lot of words are just uh, uh, words built upon themselves. Mm. Okay. Um, and some, so then where do you put a space between that idea? Or some things are like uh, the ideas are interconnected. Okay. So then if, if those four words, you know, make a word like impossible, Okay, so it's like it's like four different sounds that have kind of sub meanings, but like together they make impossible. They exactly. make the word impossible. Okay. Yes. And then making it nearly impossible to comprehend. What's <laughs> it's sometimes it's very like uh, a scratchy head, and it's, but sometimes it makes beautiful sense. Right. Well, I'm sure with enough studying, like you know, oh, okay, then it becomes like. If you don't sense. know a word, you can take a pretty good guess, and fifty right. percent of the time you'll be right because there's a like a sometimes a logic to how their language is built yeah yeah the structure actually is sort of like it is like more logical than like i would you know say english like if i was going to say in english i would say what is your name and you say my name is yeah but like in thai it, i think structurally it's you know your name what my name you know it, it's just parallel the question yeah. and the answer are the same structure yeah. yeah so in some ways it's sort of like uh easier in and, that sense yeah and you, you can answer questions with the the verb yeah are you going somewhere? Instead of like, yes, I am. You would just say, go. Going somewhere. Yeah, going. Going somewhere, going yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think so, yeah, sometimes it's beautiful. It's incredibly difficult because it's tonal. Right, and that's the hardest part. Like, yeah, like in English, native English speakers, it's like, you know, 
am I going up, down, flat? Having never been exposed to tones before, yeah. I think the, the first two years, you need to learn how to rehear. Uh, when someone's correcting you or when someone's saying something, yeah. you need to learn how to rehear. That's how true. to listen to what they're saying. Yeah, because we listen for, like, what's the sound you're making. Yeah. It's like an A sound, an I sound. But yeah. really, it's more important, I'd say, not, it's not, here's not the sound, it's like where, what direction yeah. is the voice going. And the length of that tone, yeah. uh, the, le- the length of that uh, vowel. Uh, and the, another major difference is the, uh, their final sounds aren't that strong. Mm. Sometimes you, they don't even say them. Whereas we... Uh, we identify a lot of our words with that final sound okay and that's very uh, weak in Thai it's more to do with the vowel and the tone mm. and mm. we're more about the consonant and the final sounds yeah yeah. so then that can be another really difficult thing to learn to rehear or learn to re-listen and then learn to say it yeah yeah it definitely comes with its um, set of challenges although I guess it's kind of like anything in life right? if you want to learn to play guitar you know, there's unique challenges to playing guitar. And if you just sit down and you just decide you want to do it, you can yeah. learn it, you know. Um, if you just play the same four chords forever, yeah. that's all you'll ever be able to play. Yeah, exactly. And I, I fall in this trap sometimes with guitar. Sometimes I, I, it's really easy to keep playing what I know. You know, I, I yeah, play the yeah. things I know. Yeah. And then uh, I, what I really ought to do is spend more time on, like, like I, I've been playing guitar for all this time, and I can play the things I play well. I can play well, but I like still suck at bar chords. You know, yeah, okay, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. what's up with that? Like, okay, maybe I just need to. Like, you just need to do. Yeah, it. and I'm starting to force myself to practice more. But it's really easy to like, yeah, practice, keep doing the things you're good at, because it's like it's reward. You get this reward from you. Oh yeah, that sounds good. That's nice. I I played flamenco back in Australia. I played with some dancers and played. Nice. And yeah, anybody that knows it, it's technically difficult. It's like it's eight years of practicing technique before you can actually play a song. Uh. It's so ridiculously hard. So if you want, I'll show you some. I have. That's all I did. What instrument's this? On guitar. Like oh oh, you play flamenco, flamenco style. On, yeah, uh, okay, I thought as I, okay. I associate flamenco with like the dance. Uh, no, like, I well, thought you were saying you like know the dance style. Maybe nah, also. No. Nah. No. <laughs> no. Nobody ever wanted. But nobody you ever asked me to dance. You know, I was, <laughs> I was hanging around all the time, like trying to look good, trying to look sexy, but no one ever asked. So. Yeah, but you can play that style. I in Australia, I played a lot. I played two or three hours every day, every morning. Oh, nice! Um, since I've come to Thailand, there's no inspiration because there's no yeah. other people that are into it. There's no. Oh, dancers. it's like a very small niche kind of thing. Even in Australia, it was tiny. Oh. Um, and here, it's there's the flamenco scene is me. <laughs> well, that could be. A th- you could have like a flamenco night at Focus. Well, I, I would like watch to, Daniel but, play. Yeah. <laughs> I just do it sometimes when there's customers here mm. and they can't leave, you know, we lock the door. Force them this. <laughs> you know, for me, it's like, since traveling, I play a lot more. Because um, when I was working, I just never really had the time to, to devote to playing. I had a guitar at home, but I just never really played it. But now, since traveling, I have more time and, like, I, I end up, you know, I, I never really... I played guitar for years, but never really seriously played. Yep. I never became... I, I wasn't really decent at it until I started traveling and then, you know now I can play all the time I, I think for me it, it, it went down because my routine was practice in the morning because I would work in the evening and at night for the, for the restaurant so I, I would wake up at a relaxed 9 o'clock mm. um, you know make a coffee make a pot of coffee and sit and play the guitar on my veranda in the inside uh, for 
you know, two hours or mm. something and, and then go and do everything that I had to do, then get ready and go to work. Perfect. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I gave up that life. <laughs> Whereas here, when I was traveling, you normally like get up in the morning, you've got somewhere to go, something to do, something to see. So I wouldn't play. And then when I started working here, I'm teaching, so I'm up early in the morning right. and routine was broken. Just the routine's different. And I, yeah, I yeah. never found a, another comfortable routine. Yeah. Yeah, the routines um, really do. Like, we actually had an episode um, a few back, uh, this fellow Fraser, who's actually bicycling around the entire world. Wow. Um, yeah, really interesting dude. That's just for folks on here, I think it was episode, I want to say 34. Uh, but he's bicycling around the entire world, but he also had this idea called cycle hacking, which is kind of like a double entendre because it's about bicycling, but really it's about the cycles as in the habits of your life. Okay. And his whole thing is like, you can. If you can master the own, your own cycles of life, you know, like get rid of bad habits and bring yep. in new habits, yep. like that's what really like your life is defined by is these routines we get ourselves in. So I, I really kind of dug that idea of, yeah, I, I have to, maybe I should do this myself, like examine, like, okay, what are my habits right now hanging out here in Chiang Mai? Like, how can I, for example, be more productive on this podcast or other projects and versus what other things I could be doing, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, I, I, I could be uh, somebody's entire life case study bad <laughs> habits or no we all have bad habits and good habits though yeah and I think I think it's well the idea is we try our best to break the bad ones and, uh, and, bad and nurture habits, the good ones yeah and a know? bad habit's as hard to break as a good habit yeah so you need to before it, it if you see yourself doing something you need to stop it yeah and, you yeah. Need to... and for me like it's um one observation that uh, some my co-host um, Justin who's in the States uh, he kind of during that episode with Fraser had the astute observation uh, you know maybe I'm in the habit now of moving uh, being a backpacker I've been this, been this habit of moving it's very hard for me to just actually stay put yeah okay um, yeah. which is the reason I came to Chiang Mai because I was tired of moving so much and, um, and I wanted to be in one place but you know, even here, I like I ended up going to Pi and like staying there. For, you know, I never really settled down yet. Yeah, so yeah. So working and on then, that. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, is that necessarily a bad habit, or That's is true. that something you just want to change, or something you just want to improve, or or yeah, be more in control of? Maybe it's not a bad thing because ultimately, for me, it was like I was just looking to. I, I wasn't happy in the way the way I was. You know. I loved traveling and moving around, but I had run its course sort of for that. I'm sure I'll go back to it, but at that point in time, it kind of like had served as per, you know, I wanted more stability of relationships really. And I, you know, I I got that actually. I came to Pi, I went to Pi with some friends and I was, so I still kind of have a set of relationships now that people I've known for weeks now versus just a few days. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. For people I've known for weeks. Weeks. Yeah. It's an accomplishment. uh, Backpacking. That that puts it in perspective that you're viewing that as like, I've known this person for three weeks. I've known you for like, what, three weeks now, I think? Yeah. Right? Wow. That's pretty solid. I know. (laughs) You spent two weeks of that in Pi. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I knew of, we knew each other. Uh, I guess only spent a few different times here yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it counts for something maybe yeah and they, we'll, we'll build on it you know yeah, so of course, man, i'll be back here the language exchanges and everything but yeah i really do like it um well you know what man uh i want to ask you one more question okay and this is what i ask um we ask all our guests at the end of the show and I just want you to answer with the first thing that pops in your head. Oh, sh- Before I, don't, I, I don't, I don't like this because at the you start don't? you said you were like, "Well, oh, there's no plan." I did say there's that. No, it's really I lied. <laughs> oh. There aren't generally. I have one prepared question that I, I, I spring on you at the very end. Oh, I think a customer needs. Oh, me. is there a customer here? 
This is an easy one, though. Okay, this all right, one. all right. Uh, before you die, yeah. name one thing that you would like to do. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, you know, like, I know this is going to be, like, really... You know, okay, I, you know, it's going to be cheesy and, like, whatever. Oh, that's fine, man. I would like to have a family and some sense of happiness and productiveness within that life. Right. Uh, you know, I, right. I yeah. don't want to say, like, oh, I want to have kids, but I, I want to be happy. Yeah. yeah. And I want to share that happiness with my family. That's, that's great, man. You know, it's funny because you're not the first person to give this answer. Um, everyone who does give this answer usually qualifies it in a similar way. Like, oh, you know, this is going to sound cheesy. Yeah, it's going to sound... Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I just listened to some of the other shows. That, uh, that, that was the one I liked. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary to qualify. Like, I guess I know, um, you know, there is a tendency, maybe there's a thought that for the backpackers, maybe people listening to the show, like, oh, you're supposed to not want this. You're supposed to be alternative and blah, blah, blah. Yes, but you yeah. know what? Being an independent person is not about... Um, doing things in spite of society or whatever Absolutely. it's doing what you want you know if it's a, if it's against what society thinks you do it anyway yeah. and if it's with what is what society does normally it, that's also good it's they think with the spirit of backpacking and all this whole thing it's about being an individual <laughs> yeah and whether yeah. or not that coincides with like whatever uh, people expect or whatever of you yeah. it's so, taking control of your own life yeah yeah with we're bombarded with social expectations, advertising media, yes. you should do this, you should do that. You know what? I, personally, I don't care. I really, and I try hard not to care. And many people say, like, who dressed you this morning? <laughs> it's like, I dress myself, I know I can't do it properly. I know my <laughs> It's pants. proper for you, though. Yeah, it's, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, being an individual. That's, I think that's actually the... If I were to think about what's the message of this whole podcast, and it's you know, on the surface, it's a show about backpacking. It, it, it and would traveling. be joinaudible.com. <laughs> yeah, also joining Audible. Um, but really, it's about you know being an individual. I think. Uh, but yes, please do uh, go to audibletrial.com/wtepodcast. You can help out the show and get yourself a free audiobook while we're while we're mentioning it. <laughs> I, I'm actually I didn't realize you can get free stuff, so I'm probably yeah. gonna go there. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I really appreciate you coming on uh, to the Thank show. Um, we will link up to you. Is there, a, I guess we'll, we have a Facebook page for Focus. There is a Facebook page, Focus Coffee Bar Gallery, I believe. Is it like facebook.com slash Focus Bar Gallery? Yep. Okay. Focus Coffee Bar Gallery, possibly. Okay. Well, we'll, I'll, we'll find out what it is properly and put the link in the... Okay. Uh, Good yeah, idea. If you go to wtepodcast.com. Um, we do a write-up uh, along with the postings for each episode, so that post will have uh, the ways you can find focus. Is there anywhere else you want people to find you, like Twitter or anything like that? Uh, no, I don't follow this social media too much because right. I it, it uh, kills me doing too much with it. So right. we got Facebook. Uh, we don't have a website. Uh, Facebook's easy. Cool. So everyone's we'll, on. It. Well, if you go to so folks who want to find out more, find out about this event, if you go to wtepodcast.com. Uh, the post for this episode, um, which should be episode 40, barring any unforeseen circumstances, um, that will have links to finding the focus on the Facebook page as well as the event, the group for the language exchange. Absolutely. Uh, so, folks who, who will happen to make your way to Chiang Mai, definitely, uh, you know, come check this place out. Come check out the event. Um, it's really a, a really nice thing that's going on here. Um, so, Daniel, thanks again, man, for coming thank on. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Walking the Earth Podcast. Uh, again, check us out at wtepodcast.com. Check out audibletrial.com slash wtepodcast to help us out. 
Um, and for now, I'm, I'm Mike, and I'm here with Daniel, signing off from Chiang Mai, Thailand. Thanks for listening.